Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, and this is the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we interview key researchers, authors, doctors on different concepts in nutrition prevention, integrative medicine. Um, I do case studies from the clinic. I also, uh, like today, are going to do a few case studies of people who have shared their stories about uh, improving their health, doing mostly lifestyle uh, medicine. And then I also review literature periodically on these podcasts. So today's show topic is severe angina and heart disease, uncontrolled diabetes, and food addiction reversed by a whole food plant-based diet. Our guest today is uh, Patricia Slimbarski. She likes to be called Trisha. And she's a 66-year-old female who was retired from the Pentagon after working for 38 years in 2008. And she self-admittedly has a kind of a lifelong history of food addiction and, and emotional eating. And it was always maybe 100 pounds more than she is today. So she's had a, a long-time problem with weight. On her 58th birthday, uh, July of 2007, uh, she was admitted to the hospital and found that she had uh, severe type 2 diabetes, a very high blood sugar, put on multiple medications, two injections, and that set the course for part of her serious illness. And then in, later in 2008, she was hospitalized for shortness of breath and found out to have five arteries that were 80 to 100% blocked, and she had a five-way bypass surgery. And then later on in 2014, she was admitted to the hospital for unstable angina, which is a type of chest pain that's recurrent. And she was found to have an artery that was blocked, and she had to have eight stents put in those arteries. So instead of me rambling on about Trisha, do you want me to call you Trisha? Yes, that'd be fine. Thank that's, you. That's fair enough. Um, instead of me rambling on about your history, first of all, welcome to the show, and thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And and I just the background is that I spent a day with uh, Dr. Esselton from the Cleveland uh, Clinic at the Wellness Institute, where he does a one-day workshop every month for people who have vascular disease. And then at the end of it, um, there are people who have gone through the program or been associated with him that come and tell their stories about usually prevention and reversal of some serious disease. So Tricia was one of those, and I thought. You know, I sit in front of patients all day long, and I can tell them stories, I can tell them this and that, but when somebody hears it from your mouth, it's very powerful. It's very powerful. So again, thanks. Before we get into, like, the heart disease and the diabetes, you made a point of, of stating that you had a kind of a not good relationship with food for many years. you want to explain that? Well, you know, when you're into um, the overeating and the... Um food addictions, you don't even realize you have a problem because there's so many people in your family and in your coworkers and in the states that are very much overweight. So I just fit in with the rest of them. I just thought I'd like to eat. <laughs> I didn't really think too much about it, you know. I didn't give it too much thought. So I, I really, you know, I, I didn't know anything about, I didn't think I was addicted to food until I started coming off of it and going on to a whole food plant-based diet that I realized I had some severe addictions going on because the food was calling my name and I couldn't leave it alone. So yeah, that kind of started back in uh, 2000, uh, 2012. But, but you said that you'd been overweight for quite some time, like a, a lot of your life. Did you have no health problems till this diabetes popped up? Uh, no, I was not taking one pill when I, I was 58 years old, uh, 57 years old when I went to the doctor and at that point, and I wasn't taking any medicine. And 
I felt I was just overweight and they never said too much about it. You know, well, you know, you could stand to lose a couple pounds, but I'm thinking, well, I don't have any health issues, so little did I know what was going on inside my body. But I hadn't had a doctor's appointment at that point in three years because I was assigned to Australia, and I had a physical before I left to go to Australia in 2003, and I had lost some weight then, like a lot of weight, probably 80 pounds. And I was not diabetic then. I did not have high cholesterol. And my blood pressure was great. So they released me to go overseas for three years. Okay. So let's let's get into when the illness started or, or the well, when you became aware of them. Can you tell a little bit of the story of how you got found out you had diabetes? Okay. Um, when I was the last year I was in Australia, I was feeling really, really bad. I'm very lethargic. I knew I had a very demanding job, but I would come home and I would have to lay down every afternoon and I would fall asleep and then I'd get up and eat my dinner and then I would go to bed. I was just extremely exhausted. And I kept on getting bronchitis over and over and over again. My resistance was like really, really low and I was back and forth to the the American doctor at the embassy, but he never took any blood tests. I mean, he would treat me for what I went in for at that time, but I never really got a physical the whole three years I was there, would you believe? So I was just not feeling well. I had uh, bouts of vaginitis all the time, and I couldn't figure out what that was all about because I had never really had it before. So when I came back to the States, I finally went to a doctor, and because I was having the bronchitis issues, and I couldn't get over it. So I went to a pulmonary doctor, actually, and he did all these blood tests and came in into the office, and he goes, Tricia, do you know that you're a diabetic? And I said, no, I didn't. And he said, well, your blood sugar is 441, so you're just not a little bit diabetic. We have to do something about that. So then he sent me to an internist, which put me on the path to trying to control my diabetes. Now, when you got put on, you say, you know, um, two injections of Bieta, which helps secrete uh, insulin from your pancreas, and you were on five pills, did at that time your internist say, hey, this is possibly related to your diet, or was there any discussion of that? Well, I don't know that he couched them in those terms, because when I first went in, he put me on 2,000 milligrams of metformin a day, and then I went back two weeks later for him to check uh, check what my daily blood sugars were because he wanted me to keep a log, and they weren't significantly better. So then he put me on uh, Starlix three times a day, 60 milligrams of that. Then I went back again in a month, and it still was out of control. Then he added the Bayetta shots twice a day. So then I was taking five pills and two shots a day for diabetes, and I never really could control that, even with all that medicine. Right, but was there any discussion about diet at that time? Well, he gave me some rules to go by. (laughs) Uh, He told me no bread, no pasta, no potatoes, no rice. told me to limit my carbs to 30 grams a meal, and that's about all he said. He never said if I lost weight. I mean, I don't remember ever a discussion about the weight and the diabetes. So when did you become aware of the whole food plant-based diet by Dr. Um, Neil Barnard? Because that got you kind of started. Is that correct? 
It did, and that was uh, 2000 and 2010. Uh, I was struggling with my diabetes, and uh, a, a nurse friend of someone else that was listening to my story, she brought me a book on reversing diabetes by Dr. Neil Bernard, and I started reading it because every morning I would wake up, take my morning blood sugars, my fasting blood sugars, and they were still well over 200, and I was just like really upset all the time because the cardiologist when I you know was here in Ohio he said you know your diabetes is probably related to your heart disease so I was concerned about my diabetes not the later developed heart disease so I started doing Dr. Neil Bernard's diet for um, in 2010 well, uh, after reading the book. Explain then what was the the dramatic change in his diet concept versus what you were doing? Oh, my goodness, a lot. He was basically whole food, plant-based diet, no animal products, no dairy, no sugar, no processed foods. So it was huge turnaround for me to have to cook that way because I had eaten this way my whole life. And I put my heart into it, and I started seeing the change in my blood sugar numbers and my weight would start to come down and so I just I kept that up for a while for about 18 months well let me let me ask you because there's an important point here that you said your internist said stay off carbs if you eat I, I know dr. Neil Barnard's program very well I've interviewed him a few times and and if you eat his diet it's a high, it's a higher carb diet but it's a totally unprocessed carb diet with no fats and oils and that's something that people can't wrap their head around sometimes, the carb part, when they have diabetes. Did you struggle with that at all? Because you were... No, I didn't because the other was not working for me. Whatever all the other internists had ever told me uh, was not working. And I even went to diabetic support groups here in Ohio when I moved here. And they would give me the same line, the support groups, and I was still struggling with it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try something different and see if this works. So I started watching the glycemic index and faithfully looked at every single thing I put in my, my mouth. And I was eating more carbs than I knew what to do with. <laughs> but my blood sugar was being stabilized. And I was even eating some bananas and things, and I thought, oh, I could never have another banana in my life. And it was completely different than what I thought would control the diabetes, which what they said in the American Diabetic Association said to do for diabetes was not controlling it. It just kept on getting worse and worse. And just very frustrating. Okay, and the reason I belabor that point, because I hear it every day, somebody walk in and go, I'm watching my weight and I'm watching my blood sugar and I'm, I got off carbs. And what they really mean, in my opinion, is they're off processed carbohydrates, but the, but the public lumps all carbohydrates together. And so you were eating, let's go through a, a quick typical day, because this blends in with Dr. Esselstyn's work, because they're very similar diets. What would you have for breakfast on the, the reverse diabetes diet of Dr. Barnard? Oh, um, I, I fell in love with steel-cut oatmeal and with um, some almond milk in it and a lot of different berries on top of it and flaxseed. And, or I would have a cold cereal that was a whole grain cereal with, no, with very low, low added sugar, like two grams per serving, and banana and 
berries on top of that. It's eating a lot of carbs. Right. How about a typical lunch? A typical lunch could be some quinoa or brown rice with um, steamed vegetables or, let's see, I wasn't eating too much potatoes back then. I didn't know about those, but I was eating rice, a lot of whole grains, barley. I would make stews and everything, and I would have leftovers from lunch, from dinner. So I was eating the whole array of whole grains. And was dinner kind of similar to lunch? Yeah, it was. It it was a, a grain and some fresh um, fresh vegetables, a whole different array of colors of vegetables, and a piece of fruit, and maybe a whole grain bread if I if I wanted that. So let me. I'm I'm trying to emphasize these points. That so the other thing on his diet that they're both similar is the fat content. So did you add on the Barnard program oils to your diet, or did you go off oils and what about nuts or seeds and talk about that? No, I don't remember going off of oil back then. No, I never knew that until Dr. Esselstyn's program. I want to know what happened because that diet that you were on could have helped do what happened later. That's reverse your heart disease, reverse your diabetes. What happened that you somehow got off track? Was that it? I definitely got off track. <laughs> I The children were coming home for Thanksgiving, and I was fixing... And everybody wanted the traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And I thought, well, I won't eat it. You know, I'll just fix it for everybody else. Well, when you have food addictions, that's when I, when I become very aware that I was addicted to food is 18 months after I started that diet. So it was in 2012, Thanksgiving of 2012, that it was a very slippery slope. I started eating just a tad of turkey and then some pumpkin pie that I made, and I started ingesting more and more sugar, and then the sugar craving started up again, and it took on a life of its own, and I just couldn't say no again. It was like an alcoholic with an, uh, a drink. I couldn't stop it. So before, when you were on the um, 18 months of the program of Dr. Barnard, did you lose, how much, do you have any idea how much weight you lost, and did your diabetes come under control? Did you get off some medicines? What happened? <laughs> I lost probably about 50 pounds then, and I came off the Bietta um, pretty fast. Now, were you having any cardiac symptoms then? Were you having your chest pain, angina, high blood pressure, anything like that then? Oh, yeah, because I had my, I, came, I became aware that I had heart disease in 2008. Um, I had just come back from my honeymoon. This is my second marriage, and we went on a uh, cruise. And I was acting silly upstairs, and they were doing line dance, and, and I was showing my new husband I knew how to do this line dance. Well, I knew how to do it, but I was so out of breath, I could hardly finish it. And I'm like, now that's really strange that I'm so out of breath. And so this happened several times on that cruise. And when I came back home, I went to my internist, it was time for my diabetes checkup. This is 2000 and, no, it was February 2008, sorry. And he, he, I, he, he said, well, your diabetes is doing fine. Do, keep on doing whatever you're doing. And I said, well, I have this shortness of breath and that just I just came aware of on my honeymoon. And 
I'm also having pain in my jaw and in my left arm. That was my angina. I never had it in my chest. It was always in my left arm and my jaw, left jaw. And he said, are you having it now? And I said, no. And he ran and got an EKG machine and then went out of the office and came back and he said, Tricia, you can't go home. I have an appointment with you for, uh, for you in two hours to go to a cardiologist to have a treadmill. So I went over and did that and I flunked it in no time flat. Uh, he stopped the machine because he said I was having problems and my blood pressure went too high. So at that point I went, he, he said we need to have an angiogram and he couldn't schedule it for two weeks because this was a small hospital in Northern Virginia. And within another day, he, so he sent me home that Friday with uh, nitroglycerin and I was kind of scared to death, you know, and I kept on having this angina in my jaw and shortness of breath. And I did some research and found that that hospital wasn't even accredited for heart. So I called another hospital in the area that was a huge teaching hospital. And they told me to come in to the emergency room and one of their doctors would meet me. They did an angiogram that mor the next morning. And at that time, he discovered that I had five blockages and five different arteries all between 80 and 100% blocked. And I went from going to work that morning to the top of the critical list at that hospital that night. And then you had surgery? Surgery the next morning to put the bypasses in. After they did those five bypasses, I still had angina almost every single day after the five bypasses because they said that I had one artery, the diagonal artery, that they couldn't get to because it was in, I think, the back of my heart. So they would have to treat that with medication. So they kept on throwing more and more medication at me, and I kept on having more and more angina. <laughs> so when I went on Dr. Neil Bernard's program for diabetes, I don't recall what was happening with the angina, because I was on all this medicine too, mm -hmm. but I wasn't paying too much attention because I was so delighted. I didn't make the connection <laughs> between the, the angina and the diabetes. You don't know what you don't know at, the, at that point, you know. <laughs> okay. So in 2014, you, you get admitted for some unstable angina, and then what happened from there, and how did you meet Dr. Esselson? Okay, so I went for my normal appointment at the Cleveland Clinic, I had moved from Virginia at that point, retired, and was living in Ohio since 2008. Okay, so my cardiologist then was at the Cleveland Clinic, and I, I went for my regular appointment, and he asked me how I was doing, and I said, well, I'm having this pain in my jaw all the time. It just seems like it's getting worse and worse, and I'm also, I'm not having any shortness of breath, and um, I'm having some pain in my arm also. And he said, well, we haven't looked at your bypasses since you've been here. Let's go ahead and admit you and see what's going on with those bypasses. So I went into admission then, and the next morning they did an angiogram and found that my right coronary artery that they had bypassed was not bypassed correctly. It was tied in wrong. So I was not getting the oxygen in that right 
bypass. And so they put seven stents in that original right coronary artery. And then they sent me home, and this was in February 2014, and the next week I started having angina again. Called the doctor. She said, call the emergency, uh, call the emergency, and they transported me back to the Cleveland Clinic, did an angiogram the next morning, and found that blockage in my diagonal, which was 95% blocked, and put another stent in that. So within one week, I had seven stents, and then again, I had another one the next week and, on the diagonal. And so did you have relief? No. I did not. Um, upon a discharge from the second time in the hospital from that one stent, the doctor that did that one stent came up to discharge me, and I said to him, why is this happening to me? I'm trying to follow this Mediterranean diet, because I had already fell off the wagon with the whole food plant base in 2012, because I didn't know that that would help the angina either. Right, I was completely ignorant to that fact. So you've been on the Mediterranean diet for a couple years? Basically, but eating more sugar than, <laughs> okay. than what was allowed for that. Fair enough. And he said, well, Tricia, you have severe coronary artery disease, that all your arteries are at least 50% blocked, including your bypasses. And within six months, you're going to be back in, in the hospital again with another cardiac event. And when you do that, make sure you come here to the clinic because we literally know you inside and out. So now we go and we go out in the world. And how did you bump into Dr. Esselstyn? Okay, so I came home and you can imagine my state of mind, okay? I, you know, I'm like, oh my God, here I got five bypasses, eight stents, and I have severe coronary artery disease and I'm going to have another episode in six months. And I was petrified. I was afraid of dying. And because a lot of people in my family has heart disease. Of course, everybody else ate wrong too. <laughs> so I was, I cried for a couple weeks and then I went into my research mode and went on to the internet and started looking up um, coronary artery disease. And I found Dr. Esselstyn, and I found Bill Clinton's story, and uh, where he had had his last stents in 2010, and he went on a plant-based diet, and since then he hadn't had any problems. And he was referring to Dr. Ornish and Dr. Esselstyn. So I looked up both of these doctors, and Dr. Ornish was in California, and Dr. Esselstyn was in Cleveland, Ohio. It was like divine intervention, and I'm like 20 miles south of Cleveland, Ohio. So I called Dr. Esselstyn's number, and his secretary said, I will have him return your call. And he called me that very same night, and I had a phone interview with him. That was my first connection with Dr. Esselstyn. And first he had to calm me down because I was hysterical. And he said, Trisha, you need to stop crying because you can make a change in your health and only you can do it. And you, if you're going to do my program, you're going to do it my way 
and not your version of my way because that's what happened when you were on the plant-based before. You did it your version, you went off of it. This is a lifestyle, this is not a diet, this, will, this is going to help you, but it's not something you're going to be able to go off. And I'm like, I will do anything, whatever you say to do. I've already been reading your book by the time I called him. And I knew basically, well, this looks familiar. This looks like Dr. Bernard's program. So I started faithfully, and in one night, I went total whole food plant-based diet, took away all the processed foods, all the oil, all the nuts, all the seeds, no avocado, no olives, um, in one night, I didn't think about it. I was, I was just trying to save my life. I was scared to death. So the biggest difference was you were now clear on staying off the oils and the fats. I mean, the added fats, correct? Exactly. Right. I had, I had my guidelines now, and I was going to do exactly what this man told me to do because he was my only hope. Because before I called him, when I called my cardiologist back, Right before I called him and I said, I'm having angina again, she told me, well, you have a lot of damage. I can put you on a nitroglycerin patch. And that told me, oh, crap, this doesn't look good. Then we're just masking the symptoms. They're not going to be able to fix me. And Dr. Esselstyn assured me that my disease would not progress any farther as long as I followed his diet. Well, it's a pretty bold statement. That's impressive. So you went but back... But it gave me hope. No, I get it. Kurt, it get gave it. me hope. And I didn't have any hope at that point. No, I get it. And that comes from, obviously, confidence of him seeing people over the years. I mean, he wouldn't say that unless he's proved it. And he actually right. done two studies on it. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is, is that the diet, you went back on something you kind of already knew, just minus, you were very clear on the oils that and the nuts and the seeds, correct? That was the biggest things? Yes, it is. Because you were eating the still unprocessed carbohydrates, um, good whole grains, uh, whole fruit. Now, is there any um, other thing that was remarkable about his diet? Like he likes people to eat greens six times a day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he does. He told me emphatically over the phone that night, now, Tricia, I want you to write this down. I want you to eat greens six times a day, once in the morning with your breakfast, midday, um, um, mid-morning for lunch, mid-afternoon for dinner, and he loves it when you have that before you bed before bedtime to have that that greens as a snack before you go to bed and the balsamic vinegar on top of those greens. Correct. And so for the listening audience, the reason is is that the acetic acid in the balsamic vinegar helps increase the enzyme nitric oxide synthase, which makes nitric oxide release from the, the green consumption and that's the gas that makes it dilates the the inner lining of the artery dilate and that's what keeps us well. So I've, I heard that more than one time in the last probably several years. So that was, so you, you went on that journey. So how quickly did you improve or your chest pain go away or, or what happened? Oh my goodness, within two weeks, all the angina had gone away in my jaw, in my arm, and I began to have energy like I had never had in, in at least 20 years. I, you couldn't stop me. I was just so energetic. Before I was sleeping all afternoon, 
and my husband would come home and I'm out working in the flower bed or I'm out mowing the grass and he's like, you feel like doing that? And I'm like, I feel great, you know. And it started within two weeks and it just um, kept on. The longer I ate those greens and all these vegetables, the more I loved them and the more energy I had. So it it was quite obvious within the first couple of weeks that this was helping. So how long have you been on this this diet with Dr. Esselstyn, this re, renewal, so to speak? Since March of 2014. Okay. And now what medications are you on right now at this very moment that are left from your diabetes and your heart disease? Okay. Um, well, before that, I was taking 13 pills a day and two shots a day when I came to Ohio in 2008. Now I'm taking no shots and three pills a day. And do you mind if I ask which pills or what they're for? Yeah, um, Berlinta, which is a blood thinner that the um, doctor, the cardiologist wanted me on for two years because I had overlapping stents in that right coronary artery. She said I had extensive work done in there, and she wanted to make sure that we had good healing and good blood flow okay. through those, um, the, the, all that work of stents in me. The other medicine I'm on is Crestor, 10 mm -hmm. milligrams a day, and Metropolol. Metropolol. Yeah, okay. Um, well, that, they put me on that last year. That was 50 milligrams a day, but right now I'm, I'm half in a 25 milligram pill, so I'm getting about 12 milligrams of it. So I'm not getting very much of that at all. And how much weight have you lost since going back on the Esselstyn approach? Uh, about 60 pounds now. How much more do you think you have to lose, or are you, are you at your normalized weight? Well, according to him, <laughs> um, Dr. Esselstyn, um, I'm about four pounds away from my cold brain. I don't know how he knows that, but I'll give it to him. Um, well, this is what he told me when he talked to me, you know, in 2014. I, I, that, that's what was my target, so I'm like four pounds away from and, it. And is your cardiologist pleased with your progress? I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but... <laughs> no, really she is. My, my cardiologist is, um, is actually really... in. Now, this is the one at the Cleveland Clinic, and I've only gone to her since my stents, okay? So I've had to change doctors um, over, you know, again. So this cardiologist, though, she is all about lifestyle changes. And she, when she saw me, I guess it was two weeks after my stents, she said, wow, you know, you've, you've lost about 10 pounds. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, you just keep that up. And she walked out of the office pretty fast. <laughs> and then about, oh, I would say two months later, I had the occasion to call her and tell her that my blood pressure is too low. And so she reviewed my medicine, and she took me off a COSAR, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, well, because of your lifestyle change, you don't need this medicine now. Good for her. Yeah. So then when I, I just went to her again last week, in fact, and she took me off Imdor, which is another blood pressure medicine, because my blood pressure was way too low. It was like 99 
over 58 when she took it. And she said, how are you functioning with this? I said, not very well. I mean to talk to you about this. And she said, let's get rid of the MDOR. And the, um, the last pill you're on, we can half that. And I'm like, am I ever going to come off of this Crestor? And she said, well, next year we'll talk about taking you um, half off of that, give you just five milligrams. So she's doing it like, you know, you know slowly. I got it. And I said, well, you know, I'm off of all my diabetes medicine because she told me last year, because I asked her what to do about this, and she said, change your lifestyle. She came out and told me that, and I said, what does that mean? And, and I said, well, how about going vegan? And she said, well, if that's what you want to do, I would support that, but you're going to have to go to a nutritionist to make sure you're getting enough protein. <laughs> and I'm like... I had already been doing it for a couple months before she even told me that. So I knew I was getting enough protein. But she she was she's thrilled about it. She's very excited. She said, Trisha, you know, most of my patients will not do what you have done. And you're the one that is saving your life by everything that you are eating and what you're not eating. You have taken control of your life, and this is a lifestyle story. And I'm very, very proud of you. And she said less than 1% of my patients could do this. Well, I mean, we could argue that point. I mean, if it's presented in the fervor that Dr. Esselstyn's presents with and, and the belief and, and the backup of the evidence, then more people probably would do it. You know, if you just walk into an exam room and say, hey, go on a plant-based diet and turn around and walk out, you know, 90% of people aren't going to do it. So, exactly. So tell me, just we have a few more minutes left. What Are you on any supplements now? I just take a vitamin B12 okay. every day. And what were the biggest tools that helped you stay on the path or get back on the path? In other words, was it reading a certain book or was it a relationship like with Dr. Esselton? What was it that, that kept you really? Focus. Yeah. Um, I would listen to YouTube every day of most of these plant-based doctors. And they, you know, listening to all the success stories and feeling better and coming off of all this medicine. I mean, to be on all that medicine before and and it dramatically reduce and have the energy that I have. And it also took away all my arthritis. So it's cured my diabetes, it's helped my heart disease, and uh, it's cured my arthritis. So why would I think about going off of this? <laughs> you know, this is not a diet to me. This is a lifestyle. And I so get that now because in my past, everything has been a diet. It's a diet to go to this wedding or to go to this occasion. It was never thought of as a lifestyle. And now I have it. I really have that firmly in my mind that this cannot be a diet. This is something that is my life. My husband eats the same thing. He's never had health issues before, but he did have some arthritis. And it's all gone, too. So now we're dancing all the time and enjoying life instead of thinking about dying. <laughs> I know you have to get to a dance lesson, ballroom dance lesson, pretty soon. So I, and I totally want to get you there. But I have a, just a couple more questions. The food addiction part. Yes. What were the foods that you were most addicted to? Mm. Refined carbohydrates, um, pretzels. Oh, my gosh. Don't give me one pretzel. It, it will be the whole bag. 
I can't stop with that. And um, anything with sugar. I was a queen of junk food. So it was, it was processed foods, those little Cheez-Its, cheese and peanut butter crackers. It was all junk food. I, and now, you know, I don't even crave it because once Ann Esselstyn told me that, Tricia, your taste will change. And it took probably two months for my taste to completely change. Now I crave the healthy stuff. And I don't even think about the, the cakes and all the candy that I used to eat. In fact, at Halloween, I'm handing it out, and I'm like, I don't even want it. And it, it feels like a monkey is off my back. It, it's so freeing, you know, that uh, why would I want to go off of this? I was in bondage before, right. so and now you, I'm not. Do you feel deprived because you've given up foods? Certainly. Oh, heavens no. Oh, heavens no. I, my addiction now is whole food, plant-based diet cookbooks. And I bought <laughs> every single one of them. And I'm now taking the online cooking course with Forks Over Knives. And I'm, you know, learning new things all the time because I want to be a gourmet vegan cook now. That's awesome. You've, you've kind of already said it, but do you have a parting couple of sentences to say to people who are just on the fence struggling? Like when they come into Dr. Esselstyn's workshop, you know, you can, I mean, I, I listen to people and, you know, why am I here and da 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 Any just quick pearls to, to keep people on track? Yeah, I, I do. Um, with diabetes and heart disease, I believe it is all foodborne illnesses. And you can take control of your life. You do not have to rely on this medicine, which is not working for me anyway because my heart disease had progressed. So why would you want to put your life in someone else's hands and not take control of it yourself? Because this is the first time in my life that I have ever ate that I feel satiated, that I'm not hungry between my meals because I'm eating all those whole grain carbohydrates and they stay with you. So I think it's a wonderful food plan. I have no in intentions of going off of it. Yeah, I think you said a key. I mean, people are so, I mean, I'm, I'm honing in on points because I talk to people every day about diet. and. The biggest confusing part is, is one of them is carbohydrates. And, and, and you have said it so clearly that you were addicted to sugar, processed foods, which is, has high amounts of refined carbohydrate and fats in them, and yet you ate carbohydrates in their whole state that help you get off those because you were satisfied. And that's a huge concept that is very difficult for people to get. But it it is it because before I was, I was getting so fearful of food because I knew the food was causing the diabetes to be worse and the angina. And now, you know, food was my enemy and now it's what's healing my body. My, it's like a whole different paradigm shift for me. You want to say something real quick to Dr. Esselton and Dr. Bernard? Oh, yes. Just bless your heart. I just feel like that God has just put you in my life, you know, to save me because in my darkest moment, I found, I found both of you guys. And, you know, luckily it's the same lifestyle that, that kills both of them. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart and whatever I can do to get the word out, I would definitely do that. Well, Tricia, you've said it all. And I mean, again, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do that. I know you're going to go dance a little bit. I'm thrilled about that. I'm going to have a link on, on this blog. So this is going to be put up in iTunes, and it's also on my blog, stayinghealthytoday.com. But I will have a link to your article 
that you posted so people can read more about your background there. And I want to thank you very much for coming on the show today. Okay, thank you. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of Staying Healthy Today show. And until next time, remember, go to stayinghealthytoday.com. You can sign up for the podcast there, my little health letter. And until next time, stay and be well.